This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. I don't sing, I don't dance, you won't try here anymore. Today's episode begins mere hours after last week's ended. Michael, 36, returns from his morning run to find several missed calls and texts from Emma, 33, on his cellular telephone. Worried that there may be something wrong, he returns for call immediately. Hey, hi, how are you? Okay, sorry, I just, um, okay, really fast. I have a thing that I want to ask you about. So, you remember my friend Emily? Did I tell you about her? Did, um, she's supposed to go to the wedding with me in Boston. Did, did you meet her? When would I have met her? Yeah, right, you're right. Okay, you didn't. Anyway, Emily is being completely flaky, and she's totally bailing on this because she says that her bad uh, curves. Well, that sucks. Yeah, I know. I'm, like, a little bit pissed at her. But anyway, I was thinking that you should come with me. I mean, I already have a train ticket, and the Airbnb is all lined up in Boston. I've already replied with a plus one. So, yeah, I mean, if you're okay with it, your name tag at the wedding could just say Emily, and you could meet me at Penn Station in a little over an hour. Because you're in, right? Uh, who's the wedding for? Just a good friend that I went to college with. Are you sure this feels early? Like, it's not, is it too early for us to go to a wedding together? Dude, what are you talking about? I don't know. I just, like, I feel like, okay, so this is a college friend, so, like, a bunch of your friends are going to be there? Like, either way, somebody's going to be there that you know, and then it's going to be group photos, and I'm going to be in the group photo, and then, like, we could break up. Like, we just met. This could end terribly. And then I'm the guy that ruins all the group photos. I'm just, like, the random guy in all the photos. You're not even going to remember my name. Okay, dude, 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 dude. Are you done? I guess. Okay. First of all, the bride is the only one who I'm close to, and I, I mean, I really don't know anybody else who's going to be there, so I kind of need a date, but, you know, I mean, come on, there's just, there's no pressure. You know, I promise you don't have to take any group pictures or whatever, okay? Uh, I, I guess if you don't know anybody else there. You guess? Oh, come on. Have you ever even been to Boston? No. Um, wow, okay, that's crazy. Let's remedy that right now. Um, we can show you around the morning before that we head back. Come on, what do you have to do today? I don't know. I have a lot of shirts. I was going to go through my shirts. I've, like, I've got way too many. Like, they don't even fit in my drawer anymore. Like, I can't even shut my drawer. So I'm just going to go through those and give some of them away. Come on. That's a terrible excuse. Just come with me. This is my last weekend before the restaurant opens. Come on. Let's go play. Okay, but n- no photos, right? I promise. Michael hangs up his cellular telephone and notices that while he was speaking to Emma, he missed a call from Bradley, 33. He calls him back. Hello. Hey, what's up, my mandress? Hey, thanks for calling me back. Um, I actually can't talk for too long now because she's in the shower. I'm still at her place. But I, I had to tell you about last night's checkout. All right, lay it on me. Uh, so I ended up falling back on old habits. I went with the uh, can I use your bathroom approach to get into her apartment. Uh, I guess old habits die hard, man. Yeah, I play the hits. Anyway, uh, so I come out of the bathroom, and she's standing there, like, right outside the bathroom, and we just start going at it, and it's super hot. She was wearing, like, this crazy low-cut. I wouldn't even call it low-cut. It was, like, a draping top of, like, basically covered nothing. Whew, I'm getting worked up. Just thinking, all, right, all right, chill out, man. Just give me the broad strokes. So eventually we make it to the bed, and she starts going down on me, really aggressive. Amazing, amazing, but really aggressive. And then that kind of continues because without really asking my permission, she just climbs on top of me and starts going to town. Um, I, I like really didn't have enough time to even get a condom on. Like you don't have the best history with non-consensual sex. 
Yeah, that's not what I'm talking about. Okay. This was like, All right, good. I was worried that for a second. Okay, go, yeah, go no, ahead. No. Wait, I'm sorry. Continue. Yeah, this was fun. So anyway, she starts like fucking me really hard and getting really, really wet, and that got me excited. I was like, yeah, all right, Brad. Really turning her on. Good work. Um, but then the lights come on, and there's just blood oh, everywhere. No. Yeah, it's the worst period of disaster I've ever seen. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. Oh, God, why? Well, she must have been embarrassed. Yeah, dude, she was mortified. She kept apologizing and saying, I, you know, I, I, I don't, I'm not going to make fun of her. She kept <laughs> apologizing and saying, I, I'll understand if you never want to see me again. And I was like, one, we work together. That is not going to work. And two, this isn't my first rodeo. I've seen worse. Dude, I've not seen worse. Yeah, this was a bloodbath. Yeah, that's, that sounds awful. Terrible. But it, it sounds like one of those Italian horror movies in there. It sounds horrible. I don't know that reference, but this was rough. But then we got in the shower together, and that was fun. <laughs> so you should, you, are you going to keep hanging out with her today? Yeah. Um, she's called her weed guy, so I think we're just going to get baked and watch Lost on Netflix. Sounds great. Yeah, super dope. She fucked me like she was trying to kill me and blew me like she was trying to kill herself. I think I might be in love. You didn't say that to her, did you? Which part? The, I, I guess all of it or any of it. Yeah, oh, sorry, dude, I got to go. She's getting out of the shower. Just don't, t- just don't say that to her. All right, later, buddy. Don't say it. Bradley hangs up his cellular telephone. He scrolls through his social media feeds as he waits for Nicole, 24, to finish her hygienic routine. Nicole joins him on the couch. Are you sure you want to keep hanging out today? This is already the longest first date I've ever had. Oh, this is a date? Don't be an asshole. I'm kidding. Um, when's our weed guy getting here? I'll text him now. Sometimes it takes an hour, sometimes it takes a few hours. It depends on how busy they are. Right on. Um, do you want to start watching Lost now? Yeah, it might be a while. Cool. I fucking love this show. It's the best, right? It's the actual best. Not just like... The way you're saying it, oh, it's the best, but like the actual number one best show ever. That's what I mean when I say it's the best. I saw this BuzzFeed list the other day of critical lost moments as GIFs, and they had me in tears. I was like actually going to cry. Brad, I saw it. I was bawling. Okay, what did you think about the ending? It's perfect. It's perfect. There are so many haters. Fuck the haters. Absolutely fuck the haters. You need to be careful. I'm going to fall in love with you if you keep talking to me like that. I have that effect on men. Oh, and I thought maybe we had this special lost-induced connection. I'll give you the lost-induced connection. That is totally happening. But guys love me. What can I say? I can see it. Nicole and Bradley watch one and one-half episodes of Lost before Nicole receives an important text message. He's here. Will you come downstairs with me? Um, why are we going downstairs? My guy always comes up to my apartment. I've actually never used this guy before. What? My throat has been bothering me a little, so I wanted to get edibles instead, and my guy told me, just get it from this person, because he doesn't sell edibles. I still don't get why this guy can't come up. I don't know. He wants me to come down. So we're going to buy weed on the street. This is really weird. But we're not actually buying weed. We're buying, like, gummy bears or chocolate bars or something. If someone sees us giving a dude cash for candy on the street, they're going to know we're buying weed. Well, I'm going down. It'd be nice if you could come with me. I'm obviously coming with you. I'm just making it very known that this is weird, and if we end up getting arrested or killed, I can say I told you so. If we end up dead, you can tell me you told me so all you want. Bradley and Nicole ride the elevator to the lobby and exit the building. Where did he say he was going to be? He said he's in a black Camry. He drove here. They all ride bikes. I see him. Stay here. I'll go talk to him. Nicole walks up to the black Toyota Camry and speaks to the man inside. 
A moment later, she opens the rear passenger side door and enters the car. The car drives one block and makes a right turn. What the fuck? What the fuck? Okay, I'll text her. Where the fuck did you go? Why did you get in his car? What the fuck? Two minutes pass. What the fuck do I do now? Jesus Christ! As Bradley begins pacing, Nicole walks around the corner. Where the fuck did you go? He just drove me around the block. Why didn't you tell me you were going to get in his car? I didn't think I needed to tell you. I would have told you not to get in. But then I wouldn't have gotten these delicious candies. I was freaking out. I didn't know if I should tell your doorman that you were kidnapped or call the police. I was really worried. That's sweet. You're sweet. I'm fine. Let's go out for last. Meanwhile, Michael meets Emma at Penn Station. They prepare to board via cellar train to Boston. So do we have assigned seats for this? How does this work? Um, no, it's first come, first serve on the seating. And this one is tough, because the train originated in Washington, so it may already have like, a lot of people on it. That's not a problem. We can just ride in separate seats and reconvene up in Boston. No, that's silly. I want to sit with you. I'll just ask somebody to move so we can sit together. I've done this a million times. I have my tricks. The train pulls into the station. And, as expected, no row is completely unoccupied. Most of the rows are occupied by single riders, hoarding vacant adjacent seats. Emma springs into action. Excuse me, sir, um, if you wouldn't mind, could you just move up a row next to this gentleman so my boyfriend and I can sit next to each other? Randall, 64, is nearing the completion of his New York Times crossword puzzle when he is interrupted by Emma. Th- this is my seat. Oh, but the, the train is going to be full. Someone's going to sit next to you either way. And you can just, like, still sit against the window. It's just the next row up. It's really actually the exact same seat. Could you just, like, do me a little favor, please? I ju- this is my seat, so I think I'm just going to stay right here. Michael grows uncomfortable at the possibility of an escalating confrontation. It's, it's no big deal. Uh, let's just ask someone else. No. This is not how this ends. That's fine. Honey, you can just... Sit the next row up. I'm gonna just sit here. You sure? Oh, I'm positive. Emma sits next to Randall. So, what's your name? I'm sorry. Your name. What's your name? Randall. And where are you heading, Randall? Grandkids. Oh, come on, Randall. You can do better than that. What are their names? How old are they? I mean, I need to know everything, because the truth be told, I actually get a little nervous on trains, and I need to talk the whole time so that I feel better. Otherwise, I start to get kind of, like, nauseated, like, and I feel like I'm going to throw up everywhere. (laughs) So that's why I want to sit next to my boyfriend, so I can chat and I don't vomit. Hmm. Yeah, the choice is yours, Randall. I mean, you can make small talk with me for the next three and a half hours, or you could just switch seats with my boyfriend, and you can get back to your crossword. Or, I guess you could run the risk of me vomiting on you, but I wouldn't bet against me, Randall. You know what I mean? Without a word, Randall rolls his eyes, rises from his seat and makes his way forward to the next row. Michael sits next to Emma. I told you I had my tricks. Michael and Emma arrive in Boston. Emma provides Michael with a quick tour of the town on their way to the Airbnb in Back Bay. So what's the deal with this place? Um, it's the apartment of, like, some attorney. His name is Andrew, and he seemed like a nice guy. Okay, so how are we going to get the keys from him? He said he would be home, so we can just head straight there. Okay, so where does he live? Is it close to the Airbnb? Yeah, he just said to head over to the place and he'll be home. Home like he lives in the same place? I don't know. The listing said it was private. 
Wait, a private room or a private apartment? I don't know. What's the difference? Uh, a private apartment is where you get the whole place to yourself. A private room, well, that's a whole other thing. It could be a lot worse. Oh, I had no idea. I mean, I just saw this place. It was a little cheaper. So. Mm. Do you have the listing? Let me see the listing. Ah, yeah, see? It's private room, so he also lives there. Well, this is the first time I've done Airbnb. Is that bad? N- not necessarily. It, it could be fine. I've done this before in another place, and it worked out fine. I'm sure this will be fine. I'm just making I'm making a thing. Uh, we'll make it work. We're going to make this work, right? Yes. I mean, I yeah. <laughs> Michael and Emma arrive at the apartment and press the buzzer to the second floor apartment. A young man comes down the stairs. Hello? Hi, are you Andrew? No, I'm Alfred. I'm Andrew's employee. Alfred, 22, is a short, slender man in an oversized, floral-patterned silk shirt. He leads Michael and Emma up to the apartment. Hey, Andrew. Emma's here. Greetings, 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 and salutations. Andrew, 42, is a large, boisterous man that fills the room with his aura when he enters. It's great to meet you, Emma. Are you Emily? Or did I get that wrong? And, uh, you're Emilio? (laughs) No, I'm Mike. Uh, Emma's friend Emily couldn't make it up this weekend. Aha. Well, fantastic. I see you've already met my boyfriend, Alfred. Oh, I thought you said you were his employee. I can do both. (laughs) Indeed. And then let me introduce you to Reginald. Reginald? Reg. Reggie! It is then that Michael and Emma notice another man in the room. Reginald, 58, lies motionless on the couch, unresponsive to Andrew's call. Well, that's Reginald. He went to the head shop today to pick up his prescription, and I think they gave him a stronger dosage than he's used to. Can I get you guys a beer? Oh, sure. Yeah, we can hang out for a minute before we get ready. Michael, Emma, Andrew, and Alfred join Reginald on the couch. So, you guys are in town for a wedding? Yeah, it's a friend of mine from college. So you guys will probably be home late tonight. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, if that's a problem, we can try to be home earlier. Oh, don't be ridiculous. Go have fun. I think Alfred was asking because it's actually Pride weekend, so we're going to go out and probably have a few friends over tonight. So stay out as long as you like. <laughs> ah! God damn it, Reggie. Who are you? I'm, I'm Mike. I thought it was two women. No. I'm here. Where are you from? We live in New York. Good. New York's good. And a couple of guys in Sacramento. Everyone else in this country is a bunch of dumb shits. New York, Boston, those are the only places worth living. Okay. Well, we should probably get ready for the wedding. So, you know, thanks for the beer. Michael and Emma prepare for the wedding and depart. The wedding is a standard affair, a tolerable ceremony, painfully awkward and boring speeches, reluctant dancing, a photo booth with ironic props. Michael and Emma return at 1am to a quiet apartment. Uh, No, my feet hurt so bad I just want to sleep. I am so happy you said that. God, I was worried you'd want to fool around, but I am so tired. I do not want to fool around. Let's just crash. At three o'clock in the morning... Andrew, Alfred, and Reginald return to the apartment, accompanied by friends. They drink and sing and dance until sunrise. At eight o'clock in the morning, 
Michael wakes from a night of inconsistent sleep to begin his day. He enters the lavatory. Oh, fuck. What the fuck is that? Michael notices vomit in the sink. He is disgusted and feels the need to share the scene with someone. Emma is asleep, so he captures a photograph and shares it with his best friend. He is rewarded with an incoming telephone call. Dude, you all right? Yeah, I'm, no, I'm fine. I'm Where fine. are you? I'm up in Boston. Why did you puke so much? I didn't puke. That's not me. That's not mine. It's it's okay. I'm up in Boston with Emma, and we, we're renting this room from this stupid Airbnb. Uh, and this is just what the sink looked like when I woke up. Whose puke is that? I have no idea. It was the, the the people who live here, the people that own this place. They had a party last night that lasted until like five in the morning. So I'm guessing it's one of theirs. All right. Well, that's a one star review for sure. Yeah. No kidding. How's the wedding? It was fine. I mean, you know, basic wedding stuff. It actually, it was good. I had a good time. Things are going well with Emma. Yeah, they really are. I mean, we're both like we're in sync. Like we're both bad dancers, but bad dancers for the same way. And you know, um, we just had like good chemistry. It just feels good. It just feels different than anybody else. Dude, are you still there? Yeah. Sorry. Um, what's that next to the sink? What? What? Where? I'm not with you in Boston. In the photo you sent me next to the sink, what is that? That bowl next to the sink? Oh, the candy. Uh, this is candy, man. It looks like, I guess, Jolly Ranchers, maybe? Does it say Jolly Ranchers on the wrapper? No, no, no. It doesn't say anything at all. It's just like a clear wrapper. It's, I don't know, cheap, generic knockoff, I guess. Mike, grab all of those and bring them to me as soon as you get back. <laughs> Too Old to Date was created by Brad Garoon and Mike Tanzillo. This episode was written by Brad and Mike. Additional voices this episode provided by Whitney St. Hours, Jenna Heller, Brian Handler, Josh McCollum and Brent LeBlanc. Our theme music is Loveless by Go Go Ghost. Creep on us on social media at Too Old to Date. Contact us at info at tooldtodate.com. For more information, visit tooldtodate.com. And while you're there, please consider leaving a donation. It will help us make more shows and pay for more dates. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit jabberjawmedia.com for more shows like this one.